0: This is Theoretical Thrills. The podcast where three hosts pitch original theoretical rides and attractions based on things they don't own. A special guest judge awards bronze, silver, or gold based on three separate categories. Most creative, most practical, and guest's favorite. With bragging rights on the line, the hosts will try to pick each other's ideas apart through gentle ribbing. So sit back, relax, and stand clear of the moving doors as we present...
1: Theoretical Thrills Theoretical Thrills The Theory of the Thrill Oh boy!
0: In three, two, fun! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Theoretical Thrills. I'm your host, Oliver. I'm Brad. And I'm Spencer. And you're here for a very special episode. An episode that fulfills our childhood wants for a golden cartridge inside of a a Nintendo product. And that is our Ocarina of Time episode with Zelda, and joining us for that episode is Kent. Kent, how
2: you doing? I'm honored. I am so great. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> We're
0: happy that you're here as well. Uh, just like the shining rupees that you could collect, we've all collected experiences with theme parks. So what would be? Uh, what's your background with theme parks?
2: I grew up going to Disneyland and California Adventure. And then it was uh, that was, uh, that kind of tap, tapped me into the Rollercoaster Tycoon game. So I remember Rollercoaster Tycoon two specifically nerding out over. Okay, okay, okay. Theme park builder side of it. Uh huh. And I remember trying to recreate Disneyland in that ride, and I like built all the specs to have all the space for it, and I still ran out of money because Disneyland is just that epic to recreate. Yeah, it's it's hard to do the it's hard to do the hub
0: and spoke wheel formation in a game like that. It just doesn't respect it.
2: But I didn't. I didn't uh, until I was out of college. I went to Six Flags Mountain, Ma- Magic Mountain, for the first time. Where really I- those those rides, and it was after Viper and Tatsu, I was done and ever. Okay. I still had motion sickness, which is such a bummer. But I I that that one trip did me over, and now I'm unfortunately just uh, enthusiast of roller coasters, but not as much of a rider of roller coasters. Hots <laughs> in my.
1: <laughs> really messed me up when I did it. It was real rough.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, this is
0: why... See, I, I've designed theme park rides, and I, I still sit here and I go, yeah, you guys go. I'll be
3: over here.
2: Yeah. I tried the Wizarding World, uh, that Harry Potter, and I, I looked it up. Harry Potter? Uh, the yeah. Forbidden Journey.
3: Forbidden Journey. Mm-hmm.
2: That was a no good. No good for me. I didn't realize That's... it was going to have all those elements all hitting you at once, but it was fun. Just... I can't do it again. Yeah, that's it. Stimulation that's overload, a, for sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> if you, if, well, there goes my... Motions, uh, if you get motion sickness, that's definitely not the one to do. No.
1: <laughs> a, there goes my hyper-accelerator ride. All right, well... Seven times in a row. I was like, one time I can handle, but seven in a row... <laughs>
2: Dang, yeah, I, I did that all the time with the grizzly bear, River Rapids ride ah. in California. Mm-hmm. That was like our nighttime like go to when no one was in line, just go like back and again and again. But uh, it's different when it's yeah, all that motion all at the same time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, all right, so we got your background with theme parks. Now let's talk about the game itself. You, <laughs> we're talking about probably the gold standard when it comes to adventuring video games, a game that revolutionized the way that we consider uh, telling stories through dungeon-based gameplay. What is your background with The Legend
2: of Zelda? It was one of my earliest games i played, and I remember going into the local game store and asking the shop guy for tips on it. It was like that kind of retro communicate you didn't flip over the thing and look for the phone number to call? Like, you're inside the Deku tree, and, like, you know, like you fall down through the the, the spiderweb nest, and then I just couldn't figure out how to, like, light, or I didn't know to, like, light the torch and then, like, take it over and do the other thing. So yeah, you got to have the
3: box there to jump across the... Yeah, it's a whole thing.
2: I got the guide since then, but um, that, that was, like, the catalyst for my love for Zelda. So since then, I played, you know, Skyward Sword, Wind Waker. I tried Majora's Mask. Oh, my gosh. The game froze on me after I beat, like, no! I was gonna save it, and it just destroyed my... That dis- happened to
0: me with Kingdom Hearts 3. Literally, was in the final boss battle. My sister comes in, I knock over the console, and it corrupts my save file, and I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with the series.
3: Not worth it. I just didn't finish Majora's Mask because it was... I got upset that after every day, it would just reset. I'd be like, I didn't make any progress. Where's all my progress? <laughs> and then you started doing real life, and it's the same thing again.
2: I know, but it prepared us for it. I just finished Breath of the Wild, so I'm like, nice. I'm fresh off that high, excited for, you know, like, what is the Hyrule Warriors? I, I've been peeking at some online players of that, but um, Ocarina of Time is still my tried and true Zelda game.
0: Well, we're, we're going to see if we can do justice to your favorite game here today by pitching you three separate pitches. So as people who have watched this show before know and the ones who haven't are about to hear for the first time, we're going to go ahead and pitch you some rides and attractions based off of your favorite theme. At which point you're going to be giving awards out for first, second and third place for three categories. Those categories are Spencer.
1: Uh the categories are creativity, uh something that is creative and fun and unique, uh practicality, which is something that feels like it would fit in a current time in the theme park and which can't is, whatever floats your boat, whatever floats your fancy, whatever you find funny, whatever you find exciting, whatever you find like you want to ride, whatever it is, that's your category. Excellent.
0: And right before we started this podcast, we spun the wheel and we came to the conclusion of today's order. And shockingly, Spencer will be going first, followed by me with Brad is the pinch hitter so we're gonna go ahead
1: this was in fact random
0: (laughs) (laughs) this was in fact random and not just a lot of fun consistently that for the past several episodes we switched it up specifically to make it so spencer didn't have to go first anymore (laughs) and since we've done that he's gone first pretty much every time the the fates
3: (laughs) the fates seem to want spencer to go first
0: that you start strong guys that's the thing you got to do he's our he's our strongest champion yeah yeah build. <laughs> build you gotta start with a strong foundation which is what spencer always brings to the equation an in depth foundation from, right knowledge of what we're doing everyone else does <laughs> all right uh so we're gonna also real quick before we get started shout out to cameron who will be the person messing with the audio and dealing with all this who has done an amazing job so we wanted to make sure that we shout out him before we get started and with that in the past, let's jump into it. Spencer, take it
1: away. All right. So I've got my three pitches, uh, and only three pitches, because uh, that's <laughs> what we're doing is three pitches. Uh, my first one. How many? Only, uh, three, three
0: pitches.
1: Three. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Four. Is it so?
2: Yeah, great. great. Yeah, <laughs> it's all, all
1: three. All three. Um, so I'm glad that you mentioned the Deku tree, because my first pitch is Tales from the Forest with the Great Deku Tree featuring the Kokiri, which were the uh, ones in ocarina of time as opposed to the other um, characters so that the, okay.
3: is, what what the ones what in ocarina of time
1: you know the 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 helpers the the elfs or whatever <laughs> anyway the point is <laughs> <laughs> let me read let me read my description this is like a, a show kind of sort of well it is a show it's okay. um it's it's a mix of Turtle Talk with Crush meets uh, the old uh, Pocahontas fairy tale uh, show that was back at Animal Kingdom, I think, uh, okay. and one of those a while ago. But this interactive presentation allows guests to ask questions to the great Deku tree with help from the Kokiri and other forest creatures who in turn quickly curate a, sho- a show answering some of the audience's burning questions. So no two shows are exactly alike. It features an appearance by Link towards the end of the show. So it's really this... Um, Pocahontas and her forest friends. I think that's what it was called. Pocahontas and her forest friend, and, like, the Great Deku Tree is, like, the the Grandmother Willow, um, and it also has a little bit of that audience interaction with the Turtle Talk with Crush element. Um, it's not specifically AR, but the Great Deku Tree moves and has, you know, a mouth that moves, and there's someone back there with a voice who's, yes. <laughs> you know, being the Great Deku Tree. And, and then that's always... Kinda-
2: Improvise a show at the end. Is, is that what I'm getting? Is so.
1: Yeah. There's like it's like structured improv. So there's like beats that they have to you know within the realm of the world that they have to uh, get through. But because they don't know what the answers to the audience, they don't know what the audience is going to ask until they get there. Then they curate it based on what the audience wants to know, and they kind of put that show together based on that. So, the...
3: so, we're going to say this is this is obviously like almost pre-occurring of time. Uh, period. Um,
1: no, it's Ocarina of Time.
3: Yeah, you, you do know the Deku Tree, like that level. Uh, he's infected and then dies.
1: Uh, yes, I understand. I understand. That's what's devastating for most people is playing this is that the great Deku Tree dies. But this is a great homage to to the fact that Ocarina
3: so you're of, of is, Time.
0: No, Ocarina of Time is when Spencer. Tree, Spencer, just say yes. Just say yes.
3: (laughs) You're talking to a dying tree, then. You're talking to the poison tree. No, no, no. I know you're dying inside, but I got some questions I need to...
1: Think about it, it, though. Think about it, though. In Pocahontas, Grandmother Willow, you know, isn't the most healthiest of uh, trees as well, but there's a lot of interactivity throughout that
3: movie. infected with an evil... She's Old Mother Willow. She's old. It's in the name. It's fine that he's old. I'm just saying... This is technically set prior to Ocarina enough time. The
2: game, it's okay. The game starts with it alive. That I, I will say, I can totally imagine it being alive. Kent, if it dies mid-process, and that's why they have to <laughs> continue on the story. Like, you, well, you know what,
0: Kent, I'm glad you said something like that. Now, something to keep in mind, Kent, is you're going to be making your judgments off of what is pitched to you prior to you. F- fixing it or us fixing it yeah so just keep that in mind now with that in mind we we cut off spencer i'm sure this is gonna get better spencer what else keep going that was it for the first why stand corrected go ahead and fire away boys i tried to give him help dig it i want
3: to i want to see i want to see the this is how you schedule the improvers like lunch break or stuff like that is it just dies (laughs) mid-question show starts wilting
2: well, I mean, there's oh, that's like, an you know... excellent question, and I'm going to. Oh, I don't think
0: so. Goodbye. <laughs> think of some some sitting
1: city their new choice. It's a 20 minute show, <laughs> um, ish, um, and if you think about it, think about the fact that in Ocarina of Time, it takes more than 20 minutes for the tree to die. So we're just talking about the very start of this, right? We're not talking about the entire journey of the Great Deku Tree. We're because talking about the story, I guess. The great Deku Tree has all these stories, right? It, it's filled with the land, the whole world of Hyrule, all this stuff. Anyway, so it, it's 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 like a storytelling thing. So I mean, 20 minutes it can live. It's not like we have to see the 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 depression that seeps in throughout the tree throughout the whole run of the game. Because okay, we're not so pre-Ocarina of
2: Time. It's it's at the beginning of
1: Ocarina of Time.
2: Spencer, you don't need to convince me. I'm on your side for this. Okay. <laughs> Everyone else is trying to undermine you, and I'm like, I believe it dink living. Great. All right, Joe. Oh.
1: There you have it. Move on, Spencer. That's pitch one. Uh, pitch number two. Uh, I'm going to switch them up a little bit. Pitch number two. This is my, I guess, my big attraction. I'm going to say my last one for, you know, mix and match. Um, this one's called the Hyrule Adventure <laughs> um, because there's a lot with Hyrule. So it, it's like a... You know short time um but it's uh like a revenge of the mummy meets a spider-man right mm. so i'm gonna read it i'm going to justify my river zoras when they come in because technically they're not not
0: wait to to, cl- to clarify when you say spider-man ride you don't mean web academy you mean the one at universal islands of adventure I'm at islands of adventure okay just making sure yes go
1: on correct um uh, Hop aboard your very own ocarina-shaped vessel, which is your ride vehicle, put on your VR glasses, and yes, I mean the virtual reality, and not AR, because I finally figured it out, and strap in for a ride through the timeless locations in the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. In a ride similar to Revenge of the Mummy, guests start by embarking on a journey through the Kingdom of Hyrule, like the dark ride moments of Revenge of the Mummy, where they experience the world through Link's eyes. As they journey, as the journey continues, guests are thrust right into Hyrule Field, where they can see far beyond the distance. As guests travel through the Hyrule Field, VR goggles shift, and guests are magically transported into a freshwater river that seems to be peaceful, uh, seems too peaceful to be true. Suddenly, River Zoras, which I get are not quite an ocarina of time, but thematically I'm throwing them in there, start to spew energy at Link at the ride vehicles. Fire effects, water effects, like Revenge of the Mummy and Jurassic Park ride. The ride vehicle starts to pick up speed, like in Rock and Roller Coasters, uh to try and escape only the only the only to wind up tumbling down the waterfall of zora's domain you know the the waterfall that's like the that's like the launch drop of revenge of the mummy where you shoot through and you go down ah waterfall until the whirlpool starts sucking the ride vehicle astray which is banks and turns of the roller coaster element and just like in revenge of the mummy you end up brake checked at a wall only instead of beetles this time it's ganon coming to defeat Everyone, as the VR glasses start to get smaller and smaller, as if the walls are caving in. So, you're you're uh, you start to get more wait. The goggles are getting smaller, or the view is getting smaller. The view is getting smaller, the, the... just like tightening slowly on your what's
2: happening
1: in the VR goggles. Um, as if the walls are caving in, Link appears with the master sword, it propels Ganon's evil energy, and the vehicle is launched backward, back through the whirlpool, up the waterfall, and back into Hyrule Field. Greeted by Link. Shooting victory arrows into the skies! Congratulations for escaping from Ganon and the River Zora's. As guests returning to the station to offload. Wow! What? What are victory arrows? You know, he, he has a bow and arrow, and he he just like shoots arrows. In, you, in, in
0: your mind, is he the Texas guy, like with the yeah? But instead, he's just shooting
1: out of his heart. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like. I need you to think about the logistics of this, bud well he doesn't he doesn't speak a lot so i was thinking he would you know instead of being exactly. like he's not like congratulations you've survived he's like pew, 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 with the arrows
2: you get um,
3: points
1: for that <laughs> so
3: so you're gonna have fire effects
1: mm-hmm. you know like in revenge of the where they have the fire don't worry about the arrows
0: raining down on you but go on no,
1: hey, it's no, vr don't, don't, that's don't all worry. VR.
3: why are you having fire effects if you're wearing a vr headset anyways See, also a fair question.
0: Feel
1: the wrath. It, it, it's an immersive
3: experience. So you're
0: just going to have heat
3: effects.
1: No, no. Yeah. No, he said fire. He, he said fire. Fire and heat are two different things. If you've ever been to a ride where it's heat versus a fire effect, the fire has, like, this weird, like, heat. But you can't see, you can't see it, bud. You can't see it. No, 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 I understand, but, but the, 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 the feeling of it is different. It feels different than it does with heat. Heat and fire. Um, are two so, so you're telling audience members
0: to, to sit here with goggles as we blast fire towards them.
1: They're not, it's not towards them. It goes up. You're far away from oh, the fire. It's like was... a quick fire effect. You know, like, it's like lighting a torch, like in Revenge of the Mummy, like, you know, when you're lighting the torch to, you know, get through, uh, you know, Hyrule, it's like lighting a torch. The defense rests.
3: Uh, so Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, my my other thing here is um, how much did you research uh, VR and roller coasters before you pitched this ride?
1: So um, there's not a lot of VR with roller coasters, but... There's a reason.
3: There's, but, a, but re- was... there's a lot of rides that added it. They incorporated it. Kraken, sure. for example, and SeaWorld had it for a while. The problem is is you've got motion sickness, mm-hmm. the cleaning of the headsets, and then you have to make sure these headsets are in sync.
0: Sure. And then on top of that, people have different eye prescriptions and eye levels. So you're actually having to adjust it per thing. So the calibration. And hey, to me, you're talking so me about your, that. Here's <laughs> the thing,
3: here's the thing. With a ride like Kraken, it's an outdoor roller coaster. It was a built as a roller coaster first. It's still a thrill ride beforehand. They just use the VR to add an extra element. What does your ride even? The way you've described it is, it doesn't seem like it's an exciting ride to actually look at unless you have a VR headset. So if you can't wear the VR headset and you're just riding it as a roller coaster, uh, I see
1: what
0: you're saying. So no, that's what the fireballs coming at you are for.
3: It, it's actually it's actually
1: designed so. So ads like Revenge of the Mommy, you know, the dark right elements. It's like if you were to put VR on, you would get like this whole like full like Hyrule outdoor experience. But on the inside, it's still dressed to be Hyrule or wherever you're going. You just don't have all of the VR effect elements. So it's not just like an empty place. There's like actual, it's actually dressed the to have VR? be. The why VR?
0: The white, yeah.
1: Because the VR adds to the experience because you're getting, you're getting. That's what AR is for. You know what? This is if you're going um, bu- to build the set and everything, why would you then
0: cover it up when ma- I'm going to make a wonderful ride. It's a dark ride and it's dark because it's actually light out, but you're wearing a blindfold. And we're going to build out the whole ride. What do you
1: do with, bud? Well, this is my pitch and uh it's very creative so let's just let's just ride into the third pitch my third pitch
2: i just want to interject you guys are so hardcore about this and i love it you're picking apart the details you're undermining everything he has offered creatively and then it's like smashing
0: it down it's so hard not to live
1: (laughs) yeah because one of us wins Reading what I wrote because there was a lot. And I also We had a hard time listening to it, but peaceful. I put one O so I got really confused when I wrote it, but when I read it, but I fixed it. Unlike New York.
0: What? Unlike New York? Yeah, go on.
1: Third so my third pitch, um, we're gonna end you know, uh we'll see. Um uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's ending on a high note or ending on a lower note. I we'll see. Creative. Um, Here we go. So my third pitch is the Darunia Dance-Off and Freestyle Battle Zone. So yeah. this is a huge immersive dance room with AR, like at the end of the Minions ride in Universal, where you're like doing a dance party with the Minions kind of thing. Wall to wall, and a giant AR Darunia is in the center as you challenge him to a dance battle. Anyone's welcome to play, and the way, way to beat Darunia is to get a higher score than Darunia on any given round, but, you know, the points are arbitrary, just like in Improv. Um, if you don't defeat Darunia, never fear. You can continuously play as long as you want because that's how this works throughout the day there will be sh- but i also wrote that throughout the day there will be short performances of a drunia face character battling actual dance teams for bragging rights with music supplied by the ocarina of time garage band which is a percussive band utilizing only ocarinas to play music <gasps> so it's a dance to it's a dance zone and the, and the, the actual dance battle in all inside this big
2: large uh, ar arena but there's only one Darunia like in the center that you go up and challenge.
1: Yeah, one giant Darunia, but he's challenging everyone at the same time. So there's, you don't have to like, wait, you could just kind of play. And can it's you like- describe before... these
2: dance moves? Like what kind of dance, like, what are you envisioning?
1: You know, so like, there's like like Darunia and, and uh, uh-huh. do this Mr. Mine, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, thank you for clarifying, Ken. You know, like
3: uh, uh, this thing uh, where they go back and forth, front and back, right. like, you know, like-, like Off-brand like also, like, Hollywood you know, dancing. Like, this is a, what, could we, are we at Hollywood dancers? But no, we're going to go
0: cheap. No, we're going Greek wedding. So good ones. Yeah, let's get a full Greek wedding going. Are you
1: talking about the real dance battle or what the uh, yeah. guests do for the dance battle? The thing you pitch. <laughs> no, I have two. Of the, it's, a, it's 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 the guests do the AR dance, but then there's also the actual dance teams battling against a face character, Darunia, who's like actually a real dancer.
0: So you're trying to build Jedi training temple but off of this dance battle. Sure, sounds about right. You know, the iconic moment in Ocarina of Sign, <laughs> of that dance battle.
2: Like, I get it if we're- dance- Frenzy that gets him going—it's like hot, 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 right? Because and
0: and here's the thing: if we ever do Footloose, he's not going to pitch this, (laughs) and that's and that's the crazy part because that would make sense.
1: The reason why I picked this is one, it's fun, but two, Darudia—it's like he's very hardcore except for when it comes to music. He loves to dance, so I was like, that's cool, that's fun, and you can have like this, like big, you know, like oh, I'm Darudia, I'm going to defeat you, and then it's like, but. Let's have a fu- dance
0: party!
1: Woohoo! So, like, that's that's the idea.
0: Because defeat any questions,
1: defeating him in a dance battle.
2: Can any other questions before you lock this away to brain grapes? I'm I'm making some notes on my side, so I think I think I'm good. Thank you, Spencer.
1: You're welcome. But Thank you all, all for ideas. the time. Uh, let's keep in touch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh... Nothing but love. I think the other guys are just like really hating on you but i i got you spencer thank you thank
0: you <laughs> it's hard to hate when i'm this confused uh so let's let's jump in just, yeah no oh no drop tower this week no drop tower for me yes you managed to go a week without a drop tower i'm very proud of you bud well let's jump into my pitches shall we let's uh I love Zelda. I, uh, I, I'm i a huge fan of the way that it introduced our dungeon system and brought it to a whole new level. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's some of the most immersive storytelling that the Nintendo console ever saw. Uh, my personal Zelda is Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. But that is just because I'm a fan of, of proper cell shading and, and that sort of thing. But Ocarina really set us off on the right track. And, get, and you could see the bare bones being built into something. So without further ado, these are my pitches let's start off with the epona ride so in my mind you are going to be in a horse based ride it's a, it's a it'll be a, a bucking horse gimmick a steeplechase sort of situation where it's not going to be a real horse it's going to be robotic and then you'll do it uh, and not. i know this? No, no, I don't like real horses. Horses don't like me. We've come to we've come to grasp this, but I'm more than happy to replace them with robots. <laughs> so we're we're right now at a very interesting age right now with robotic technologies, but specifically with ones that can carry a payload. So in my mind, we would build a slightly larger version of the Boston Dynamics spot. <laughs> so Boston Dynamics has I first did. I did see it. It was so fun. And I know Brad's thinking to himself, oh, God, he's doing another puppets thing. But um, it's not a puppet. It's a, it's a live animatronic, a self-balancing, self-regulating animatronic. Now, in the early days of Disneyland, they had canoe rides. There, there was the boat ride type of situation. What if instead of that, you had this mechanical horse? one that's built to compensate built to make it easy and built to actually make it so you have that feeling so it would be trackless we would have infrared like infrared fencing that would prevent it from going too far off course but you would have more control over this device than you standardly would it'd be programmed how to leap you would be buckled in via a seat harness that we develop but it's the idea that you get a proper opponent ride out of this sort of situation so you steal her and then you keep going. That is my idea with the Epona ride. Hold oh, on, are these- <laughs> Are these yeah. freestanding horses? I'm oh, am that, that is correct. They are freestanding robotic horses. He's taking the
3: robot from Boston Dynamics. <laughs> and, and building it bigger. Strapping people to it. And strapping people to it. Yes, that is correct. So yeah. we're definitely. This
0: is not something happening really soon. This is no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. To, to be clear, I'm not aiming for practical on this one. Okay. There's something. for guest
1: favorite.
3: My, uh, all I can think of is that parody video of uh, Boston Dynamics that went around for a while that people thought was real of uh, uh, shooting it and it, it, it comes back to life. Yeah, it, 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 the robot getting upset and just kicking him. <laughs> That's uh That would be. Uh, not what I'd be aiming for.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is definitely on a, a future. A now, way. one could say, why don't you do an opponent Ferris wheel or uh, a carousel, which would be a logical thing to do with opponent. But I say no. I say, let's push the de- let's push this, let's get it going, let's find a way to make it work where if someone falls off of it, it can compensate, it can feel that if the rider's about to fall off, it can compensate in a quarter, like, make it safer. The irony being, you're strapping someone to a rocket if you're taking them to space, why not strap them to a, a robot horse for a hurdle ride?
2: Could you briefly, like, one or two sentences, describe the... Like the plot or the journey of the experience itself, so I get the like functionality and oh, absolutely, because I
0: haven't even gotten to the game of the gamification part of it Fli- because it's going to be leading you through uh, the jumping of the gorge, and then you're going to have a valley archery game. So part of this that will be on this will be Nerf style archery that you could be shooting from the opponent I think it's an incredibly fun experiment to get to do. They will not be sharp. You'll actually be able to do it sort of like a nerf tag or archery tag. I don't know if you've seen it. It's that sort of thing, but it gives you that full free ride experience. But on top of that, because archery is hard to do standing up, much less while you're on an opponent these are going to be specifically designed platforms that will help you get your balance. You'll actually have better balance on those things than you do on your standard self, thanks to the way that you're braced in. It will pause, it will turn you towards the target, allow you to shoot, and if you miss, you miss. But if you don't, there's a big, big to-do and it's a whole thing. Dumps you off, you get off of the opponent.
2: I'm a- laughing, but like, if Boston Dynamics started work on this like today, I feel- today, We would have this in like, i want to say 30 years but like 10 years
3: more like 10 years yeah this is like a seven year rollout but but here's here's the thing here's the thing you've not only are you having to ride uh this mechanical horse that is correct all right um which we've all seen the mechanical bulls and everything like that not easy but we're assuming obviously this will be made a little bit easier because it's not trying to buck you off no until it becomes in fact it's actively trying to keep you on um but but you then want to take <laughs> you, you then want to take all right I'm going to have to reach down or reach somewhere on this horse to grab my arrow to then grab this bow that I am free holding that is correct knock this arrow that is also correct said arrow with with your hands being
0: yes that is correct rotating. Yeah, I don't I don't congratulations you repeated
3: my idea so <laughs> I, I don't where, are you getting, getting these, where be... are you getting these arrows from
0: hands there'll be there there'll be a little satchel off to the side that you'll be able to pull because it's not a real horse there's the ability to keep it tucked there but here's the other side of this those are going to be made of out of a pliable material that will come up so people aren't getting stabbed by it. also the horses aren't bucking by they'll stop and give you a moment to shoot once they get to their targeted areas, they will help adjust. Arrow, have you? <laughs> I have.
3: I actually love archery. Okay. You you, you want to just give just, like, Kids. why Why wouldn't you simulate a bow and arrow? Why would you actually make them take a physical arrow and have to a wristband and shoot, it and shoot it off?
0: Because I want it to be awesome. Have so you played, the like, cleanup crew
1: is going to have to keep working that.
0: No, you could do a, a recycler. That's not hard to do. You just build the floor at an angle, and then you pitch them back to him. That's not hard at all.
1: That's a ball feed. Pitch I think... them back to them?
3: Better with a... It's How like, it's lo- like lo- a... How are you loading this into the like robot? Like baseball.
1: Like baseball bats. How are ball- you
3: this into the robot?
0: So basically what... quickly we... be loaded. Yeah, so the ride technician, you have a feeder going from wherever the gallery range is, behind that to back where the position at the starting thing is. You do a ball feeder like you do at a standard pitching machine and that feeds the arrows back to the ride person who's putting them in the robot and making sure that the harness is on. You do a, a collapsible harness on top of the waist.
2: He's so confident about
3: it. He yeah. is, yeah. but this is not. He's <laughs> he's masking. He, he masks it with confidence how flawed this thing is. This I'm t- would work.
0: Yes. Yes. You know what, Spencer? This is where VR would work. Thank but you. I don't want to do VR. I want to bring it to a physical experience that's unlike anything that's ever been seen before. You're taking something that is, yeah, well, that you're taking something that is a unique experience. You're taking a technology that is already out there and is being perfected as we speak you're, that could scale up and may,
3: and it's... The thing is, the thing is, I have no problem with your robot horse. <laughs> your robot horse. <laughs> a sentence you didn't think you'd get to say today. <laughs> Surprisingly... It's down the road, it's not this year. No. My problem is with the issues and the hazards you're going to have because you're using a physical bow and arrow. Even though the arrows aren't sharp. Then boy then boy are you gonna love my second idea.
0: Uh, Do you have any other questions, Kent? I'm I'm set. Thank you. Yeah,
1: let's hear a death trap, Oliver.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought it up. So growing up I loved a certain show on Spike Network that was originally not based in the U.S. and had contestants going up a mountain trying to get to a prize. Cassie's Ansel. And I think to myself, Oliver, what would I enjoy as an active experience? Something fun that's in the zeitgeist like a Fall Guys. But instead, we're doing Ascending of Death Mountain. Now, the Ascending of Death Mountain will have you dodging boulders, fighting monsters, and encountering gorons. It's going to be a whole entire setup where you're going up through this activity playground that gets you up to the top. We'll have big, nerfed, rolling boulders that will allow participants to go. It will not hurt them because we'll make sure that they're inflated. They will not cause injury. And we'll have the ability to, if a kid falls over... Just like my shoots and ladders idea, gentlemen. <laughs> You'll be able to actually close off the gate to catch the next ball. You give that kid a moment to get up. Or you can have ride technicians. But the idea is that they have this mountain. So you're getting to live out your Nickelodeon guts fantasy. We'll have a, a nerf version of the Hyrulean sword that you could uh, a, attack a dummy with. And then you can keep climbing up. It's the ultimate kid's play place uh, disguised as a death trap. Now, Brad, I know what you're thinking. This is brilliant. And I have no problem sending my child... To their doom, so up this this mountain. Are you having them sign waivers before they can? Participate? Oh, as as usual with my rides, and I just pitched a robot archery horse. Why do you think this is in the two? Because yeah.
3: also because if I, as a kid, I broke my wrist on the cargo nets in uh, at the King's Dominion, King's Dominion, King's Island, uh, like play place. I broke my wrist. Yeah, uh, on that. Um, Ah, Should have climbed better. (laughs) And that was just a cargo net. Yeah. (laughs) We're not going
0: to have cargo nets. Giant rolling boulders, swords flying around, and Gorons. I don't understand where the the mystery is here.
3: And their fully developed bodies are going to be able to handle this very well. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm a little disappointed that you said it's a play place disguised as a death trap, because I think it's a death trap disguised as a play place.
2: (laughs) That's fair. That's a fair note. (laughs) I'm glad you proposed this because I had a vision last night as I was dreaming up my own park. I was like, "Oh, there's got to be some kind of death mountain climb." Of- that's, but that's the whole thing with that game. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. I, I like the I like the vision you provided. I thank you. The the sh- sure uh, safety wise my- <laughs> practicality.
3: Yikes! I think I think the problem is is there's there's ways you could do take this concept this this part from the game and I don't know make it safe or this uh, would be a great vr concept reliable. as well uh instead you've taken what is the scariest way i can make this that's probably going to cause harm right uh, you're making that game over the game over like screen in real life essentially because people are just going to get <laughs> knocked and <laughs> i mean Little fairy. And, uh, oh,
0: man. Look, I'm not going to call anyone a little fairy. I'm going to let them try to get up onto that mountain. I'm going to let them go through. We'll have uh, little hints as which way to go in case you get turned around. You'll hear someone go, then!" Like, we'll have that built in. We'll have that all set up. It's. In case you get it, turned it, around, it's a spiral. You go one direction. I know, but if you get hit by a giant boulder, you tend, you tend to get. Yeah, well, you tried to get. You tend to get turned around a little if if i've done my tests right if i've done my tests right this climb could be confusing at points so being able to guide them awful that's like what a concussion. is your
2: age limit or is there a height
0: restraint like what is your we would have a recommended ride occupancy we'll end up somewhere around like 16 but the ability is that you would sign a waiver beforehand before participating in it. the same way you would do at a kid's carnival they have like the the velcro wall you can't really do it when you're a tiny
3: kid no 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 no. let's back yeah you just said 16 years old but you did not pitch that 16 years old you've you've changed it to that
0: you said i mean i've adapted play play. (laughs) place i've adapted on the fly here no that's That's fair that's fair he caught me he caught me
2: so yeah no these are kids (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, but rewind, we can still buy into it. How, how, how young were you imagining initially when you were first? Oh, seven year (laughs) olds. I'm
0: saying I I'm, I'm looking at like just sheer unbridled adventure when you're a child, like, but you're at that age where you're unbreakable. That thing where like, where they're just, they're throwing themselves downstairs. They just want that, like that feeling of, of just getting to play. Or die, I guess. Look, some kids are better than others. <laughs> survival of the fittest. <laughs> it's survival of the fittest as a theme park. Thank you. What's your, what's your th- yes, yeah. My third idea is an attraction. It's an interactive attraction. I could have done I, I could have done a other yeah, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but this is more this is more of a novel, fun musical attraction because part of the whole point of the of time is to play in the Ocarina. Like that is that is your the whole shtick of the game. Huge. So park integration, yeah. Huge musical integration. Now, with the Mario park coming out and the interactivity with the bracelets and knocking the actual question cubes, I want to do this, but with musicality. So there'll be parts of the park that are embedded with moments where you could basically do an Andy's coming and all the characters fall down, but you're going to be doing it with ocarenas that you can buy in the park that have Bluetooth receptors to activate things that are around. So if you say the right, uh, if you do the right song at the right spot, you'll end up being able to do that. Now, I can attest to buying an ocarina thinking it's going to be super easy because it's how hard could it be? And then it (coughs) turned. Yeah. And then it turns out to be a little bit more tricky than I expected. And because of that, I have thought this through. This is the first time in the history of this show that I've pitched a toy based attraction. And the toy itself is going to be the mechanism that I want to emphasize. One of the things that I had seen back when I was looking at the idea of playing guitar is how to cheat that system with a little clip-on that goes on top of it that you can press down and it will press down the chords for you. So what if we were to design Ocarina's that allowed you to do arrow-based buttons that are on top of it that are embedded into the actual piece and instead of it being wind-powered, it would have a speaker so you would have the ability to actually get the code right we list the code for people to do on their thing and you'll be able to actually have a go into it now if you unplug that piece then it could be a nice ocarina that you could actually play so it's actually training you how to do the finger position while making it interactive for the park
3: so so these are working
0: ocarinas They are working ocarinas, and yes, it would be a cacophony of noise, but it would be, (laughs) but to be honest, if if you have someone doing it right, and enough people doing it, and it vibrates and rewards you that way, and you get
3: awarded tokens the same way you do with the question mark cubes, I think it could work. Could you imagine walking around this park and just having a bunch of kids blowing into these, it'd be worse than the... Bouazouelas or whatever from uh, the
0: World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> yeah, but on the other hand, like, oh,
1: good, everybody's got a recorder. Great, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah Spencer, you in the front?
1: Yes, uh, I will. Uh, bear with me here. Um, so I really like this concept because one, it, it, it can be adaptable and accessible with the fact uh, to play it separately um also you have a great uh, opportunity for branding of the legend of zelda uh brand here thank you my 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 biggest concern is i mean cheaper ocarinas you can get for like 20 bucks but uh more expensive uh like good quality ocarinas are gonna run you 60 to 80 bucks now are these gonna be upcharged at at 100 plus per guest than a half-
0: you're looking you're looking somewhere between the 100 to 200 range which is the way I'm going to keep it from yes. So adults so so adults are spending up to $200 on a Galaxy's Edge lightsaber. It's one of their highest priced saber. I I'm aware, but if you but if you told a Zelda fan that you can play <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll argue that. So even that I was going to say I was thinking uh, this is it's very similar the concept of playing the notes to the Harry Potter wands where you go and you step and you have to like do it in this way or this way. Mm-hmm. Those wands exactly. are about 35 what thirty-five to $50 and people will say that they're expensive um, even though you can get a lot of good mileage out of them um, but I don't think that they cost...
0: But do you know what it also does? Is it limits the amount of people running around having them?
1: So what you're saying is an ocarina is going to limit the amount of people even more because it's going to cost more. Yeah, a guess. It's a
0: so just because you're selling a premium experience doesn't mean that that is now included with everyone else's price of admission. We have other rides. This is a premium experience that you can you can bring into the park. Same way you would have the lightsaber where you're taking photos with it, you're doing those sorts of things. People will want to spend the money to be able to do that.
3: So here's 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 my thing. I don't I don't care about the price. You charge whatever you want. Um that's 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 on you i don't i don't care about that i just don't (laughs) i don't foresee gosh that would be the most annoying thing
2: i have a question
3: yes Yes. that's bought it great so you not only have spent your money on buying an ocarina but now i've got to listen to you throughout my entire experience
2: what is the current policy at disneyland uh Universal Studios Six Flags for a musical instrument. You can't. You can't, right? Yeah, that is correct. Probably because of something like this. A limit to... See, I can totally... The whole um, Wizarding World wands, I buy behind that. I think practically... As a musician, I know Ocarina's function different than just pressing just buttons. It's like you have to press these two together to get this note or you have to Mm -hmm. release it just halfway in some cases. So I could see two separate things just separate from your pitch. Like we would have an electronic version that's probably like 40 bucks because it's like quick, easy and functions around. the. And frankly, could be hooked up to Bluetooth headphones, which could be quiet.
3: That would be the idea. Would be the Here, here's where, And here's here's honestly, if you if you made it a, a digital thing that you by playing it, activating it, pressing a certain buttons at certain locations where you're able to hit the the signal, that is what activates it at there. But then if I were to walk around with it or anything like that, like I can't hear it. It's not fucking yeah. noise. It'd be
2: activated. That would be the way to go. Yeah, but to celebrate the ingenuity of this, I like the idea that there's a lot of possibilities with the park integration and the fact that it's a toy based attraction. I think that's kind of fun and novel.
3: Mm -hmm. Very broken right now. Uh,
0: But it's 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 a show about pitching theory, theoretical ideas. So, yeah. So those are mine. You got you got robo horse with the archery. You got a death mountain and you got a loud toy. So those are mine uh now we can move on to what brad calls pitches uh brad go ahead take it away
3: so i have three pitches uh apparently i'm one of the only people that's actually played the game all the way through how dare you sir how dare you sir but
1: even i would even go as far as saying who has played the game in general
2: <laughs> oh, no! oh we're you that, <laughs> Oliver.
0: no i i have speed time like i had speed throughs of that game um all right, so, Jackson, so first Spicer, off, have
2: you played any of the Zeldas? I think
1: when I was a kid, I think I actually played Ocarina of Time, but, I mean, I haven't played a video game in. Who knows. So that should answer your question, Kent. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: so and yet I, I still pulled out those pitches.
3: Oh, my so. god! It, it <laughs> You're done. Did. Ocarina of Time, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite games. Uh, I had the gold N64 cartridge. We
0: all had the gold N64 cartridge.
3: I did not. I stand corrected.
0: (laughs) I played it. I just
3: didn't Um, own it. You were saying. Beautiful game. Uh, So I'm going to start off with a key aspect of Ocarina of Time is there is young Link and old Link. There are two Links in Ocarina of Time. It's time. Um, And you can go back and forth in time. So my first attraction is actually going to be the entrance. Uh, to my Zelda area, and that is you're going to be approaching the entrance, and you'll walk into the Temple of Time. Now, in the Temple of Time, there is going to be a sort of show that happens every so often in the middle. Um, we'll have uh, some our, our monk sort of chanting, and then we'll have a, our Link We'll have two different links, uh, a kid version and an adult version. Every so often, they'll come and deal with the Master Sword, either placing the Master Sword or... So
0: we're giving a child actor a sword. Okay, that's cool.
3: Yeah, Withdrawing the Master Sword. Um, Right, right, right,
1: right. right. Like King Arthur,
3: Sword Uh, the Stone. Like King Arthur, or Sword the Stone. And this is a a type deal. And so we're going to have that happening, and that is how you're going to essentially see them transition to go into... um, the uh, become an adult or to become a kid so it'll have a little smoke effect and stuff like that the reason for this because the second part of the attraction is there's actually two exits out of this building now you'll be able to just sort of go through this is the central area this is this little performance is going to be sort of like uh uh as far as like obtrusive. Uh, it's going to be like the the wizard chorus at um at Hogwarts or whatever, where it's just sort of off the side. It's a street performance. It's not like you can stand there and you can watch it or you can pass it by. The reason you can pass it by is because there's going to be two entrances uh, to essentially two different Hyrule's. We'll have the young Hyrule and the old Hyrule. So these are going to be identical marketplaces with slightly different stores uh, and stuff like that based off of oh. are you in the old adult world or are you in the kid world? So you're so you're just separating
0: kids from their parents and telling them to go buy things. No, 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 no. That's I. You just you just said that there's there's two different <laughs> you, you have different worlds. You set them down two different paths.
3: Kid link and adult link. Yeah, I got that. I understood that.
0: Okay, just making
3: sure. I'm not separating anybody. You choose, like, where you go. So this is your central... Scare them away from their parents and throw them... My <laughs> my attraction, my theme park is going to be sort of like a, a U, this section is. So mm-hmm. the, the bottom of the U or of the V is going to be the Temple of Time. And then depending on which exit you go is there's different attractions on both sides so you'll have to come back to the table of time to become an adult to go up to the adult side or come back to the table of time to become a kid to go to the kid side um it's really clever uh and so we'll have marketplaces and uh we'll use uh like have hyrule castle off in the distance that you can sort of see um well, the marketplaces will vary based off the age. So like uh, the carnival, ga- they both have the sort of like carnival games and stuff. But, you know, one's going to have the Bomb Chew sort of gallery, whereas yeah. the other will have the sort of bow and arrow gallery. And so we'll have sort of uh, a variety as you're going through this. So that's
0: so this, is, this is this is one attraction with multiple.
3: My, my first attraction is it's essentially it's the Temple of Time that leads into the market. You know what? Okay, so it's a table of time that leads into the market. So it's a, it's a, it's a, that's it. That's the attraction. I'm just sort of describing. So you sort of visually know what, what this the park layout. Yes. The yeah. layout is.
1: Instead of, instead of the wizard course, this, this would be a really cool, uh, like a Poseidon's Fury style thing um, where you have like. It's his pitch. Journey. And then you go to the. Uh,
0: it's, it's his, it's his pitch. I'm trying to fix
1: it. It's not no he he. but
0: he just won with that pitch. It's we, we, we have to just sit through the rest of them now. I'm it doesn't just trying
3: need to it doesn't need fixed. So let's go to uh first off so, in there. so, so for my other two attractions, attractions doesn't mean I
2: love it. I'm just like, yes, I, I can I'm hearing from a true fan that knows the whole like lineage of things. I'm not mm-hmm. perfect, but for my
3: for my for my two yes. my two remaining attractions, I chose to put one in the kid world and one in Adult Link. Alright, so we'll start with the kids section first the the kid world kids link version uh, so my attraction over here is going to be long long ranch uh, now the thing is long long ranch when you young link uh, kid link is uh, it's very nice you um, it's owned it's a nice lovely ranch it's uh, it's owned by the family there's a uh, Apona as a pony uh, so you get a meat pona there's the the milk there's cows and there's so so my attraction for this is it's going to be a petting zoo um you'll be able to have photo opportunities with epona you'll be able to uh purchase um some uh fresh milk or uh sort of dairy based products uh and and farmer market sort of products um there uh we'll have like cuckoos or chickens um Uh, uh, and uh, we'll have some cows. And so this will be just a lovely little petting zoo with uh, character-based actors. Um, A way for you to get to meet Epona and get to see this sort of uh, world uh, pre-dark times. Uh, (laughs) Because the Long Long Ranch in the future, not so pretty. Uh (laughs) Why? What happens?
1: Spencer, do you know what happens? Sounds like uh, that place goes bye-bye. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily go by. But... I wouldn't say it goes bye bye. Just it, yeah. new, new ownership. ownership.
1: Uh, it's like it's like the Deku tree, like pre dying, um, but pre getting destroyed by
3: new ownership. Oh, so close. Rolling away. So so anyway, so so that's my I think that's the the easiest way to sort of describe it. Why I want to rebuild a sort of long long ranch, uh, a, a petting zoo uh, sort of thing. I want it to feel like you're you're there. you get to to be young link um, uh, seeing all this and exploring the brightness. Let's go over to my third attraction and that's an adult link side. Um, probably the most talked about. Most mentioned uh, dungeon in all of Ocarina of time. Oh, you jerk! Is the Water Temple? Yeah, of course you do the Water fucking Temple. Yes. What's your language, Oliver? So, the Water Temple <laughs> is easily one of, uh, temple. <laughs> one of the most memorable one of the most memorable things. So, what I want to do is I'm going to create a ride vehicle um, that is. Uh, I'm going to I want to have it sort of uh, I haven't decided on the number of people, but it's going to be a a dark ride ish sort of thing like um, you might see uh, with uh, Transformers or uh, Spider-Man or stuff like that. I'm not using the digital screens uh, because I'm going to be doing something a little different. Instead, your ride, it's going to be a sort of Hyrule themed uh, wagon type deal that's going to have a dome over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dome... Like the snow globe ride? ...is going... AR, uh, Doesn't projections... AR... Is going to be using AR projections throughout your ride through the water temple. The reason I chose to do a dome is because this way I can, um... I can treat it sort of like, uh, the, uh, Nemo ride or, uh, 20, under the sea, uh, sub-base ride for when you, uh, When your uh, your vehicle gets heavy, it puts on the the iron boots mode essentially and drops down into the water. Um, So this way, we're not actually submerging the vehicle; we're just drowning them in (laughs) entire water. It's just gonna we're gonna use AR and illusion uh, and stuff to make it feel like okay, we're moving slowly underneath and we're just following. It's gonna be on a track. It's a track based ride. But one of the coolest things is in the uh, in the game you get the long shot in this temple, and it's required for uh, for the the a lot of the puzzles. Um, and so as you're going through this, I damn it, I like this idea. The ride's going to be designed is at the top of the dome, sort of thing. There's going to be a hook shot or a long shot that uh, appears to be built. Uh, above as part of the attraction so it looks like it's part of the ride vehicle we're going to be using AR for it to to for us to see it shoot across into the wall of the other thing and then you'll, your track will launch you up so there'll be a slight pause as you get to a lip of the thing what happens if you don't do it? so there's going to be a slight pause as you get to the the lip of the thing it's going to appear on the AR to shoot up, all right? And right. You'll continue on the track. It'll launch you sort of up as if it retracts.
0: Right. But what happens if you don't do it and now you've built a ride blockage?
3: No, 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 no. The, the – this is only visual. The hookshot shot part's only visual. The track – you can't see the track. So you're just going to swing for no reason if you don't, if you're not paying attention to the AR. Not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not swinging. You're not swinging at all. It's, it's think of it as a launch coaster. Uh, you're at the bottom of a launch. Right, right. Right? Then in the visual on the dome, we see it shoot up. So we, it looks, it appears like if you were to look up, it you hear the noise, you see, it looks like it's shot this hook. No hook's actually been shot. It's all AR. Okay. Then the ride, so the ride mechanic is going to pause long enough for this AR to hope to show that thing. If there's a malfunction, then you'll lift them. Ride is still going to go. Okay, (laughs) just you won't see that visual. Right. So just just uninformed movement. So it'll be unfortunately, it'll have to be a launch. But that's what happens if there's a ride problem. It doesn't stop my ride. They don't get stuck on the ride. If there's like okay, what happens on your your robot horse? If there's, a, <laughs> if there's a problem, what happens with his role? We could have it veer off to a safety area. Yeah, this is—it's it, not a safety issue.
0: No, you're just taking kids that are scared, freaking out about this launch that's about to happen,
3: and then just shooting them whether or not they pay attention to it. Uh, it's not a like a fast like rocket launch or something like that. It's a—it's it, a zip pull, it's a lift. Yeah, it's—it's it's a lit. It's the retraction like a of ski- okay. <sighs> Yeah, so so you'll you'll have a pause and then it will go. Whoop. Okay, 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 okay. You're not going defense up. Hey, defense rests.
0: Go on. That sounds pretty fun. Uh, it's like um,
1: incredible. It's like in credit coaster when you're going up that little hill, but then it's like a
3: lift, speed boost or something.
2: Yeah, I, but, it's but you're you're a, it's imagining be a little. It's are gonna you
3: imagining a, a vertical? Yeah, be It'll be it'll be slanted yeah so it's like it'll, be, di- stuff it'll stuff. be it'd be diagonal so this way i can sort of because i'm i because i thought about like yeah i could have a mechanic where um uh it it switch out during the stop part is it switches over and it hooks you to an upper track as a put and like you leave the lower track so then you're actually switching between a uh mm-hmm. a, a hanging vehicle and a track based like a, a mm-hmm. um you know what I mean, uh, an underneath, yeah. uh, underneath uh, track. Um, like it, I was going to have it like that, but was like it, the problem with that is is what uh, Oliver was saying, is like if you do have a problem with it connecting or stuff like that, then that's where you are going to have it pulled up. So right. what can I do to simplify this, to have this still the same idea, the same concept, um, but less mechanical, issues are likely, and that is is having it sort of a gradual slant like that. So it's going to require more um, painting and using the, the AR bubble, and hopefully, like, the pitch is enough to sort of keep you from being able to see the lower track when you slant. Functionality,
2: it sounds like the Tower of Terror ride in, in, uh, in Florida, where it, it has, like, the one vertical thing, and then it can go yeah. standing yeah. on a separate yes. platform and yeah. then link, link into another...
0: Uh, that is that is the correct way to describe <laughs> the hollywood tower of terror um yeah spencer <laughs> spencer that is how you t- launch no i'm Costa just they're just giving you a hard lunch. time I love, me, no, I'm, go, I
2: love,
3: we, we love you bud it's a different episode and i don't know <laughs> sure. I can't uh, tell. so so it's gonna have you sort of going through and uh exploring seeing uh the water temple um uh, through this, this ride. Um, and so, uh, that, those are my, my three pitches, my temple of time, my long, long ranch, and my water temple and water or
2: temple writing that down. Awesome.
0: Well, there you have it, Kent. You, ha- you got a lot to think about. You got a lot to, to mull over. Some things are, sound more exciting. Some things sound more deadly. Uh, this is your moment to shine. Kent, are you ready for the rundown of what we've all pitched? I believe I am, I'm ready for the rundown. I am maybe not ready to award yet, but I... Well, then let's run down it one more time just to review. So, Spencer, what did you have?
1: Uh, I had the Tales from the Forest with the Great Deku Tree featuring the Kokiri. I had the Hyrule Adventure uh, Revenge of the Mummy Spider-Man Dark Ride slash uh, Roller Coaster. And I had the of Dance-Off and Freestyle Battle Zone with the Ocarina of Time Garage Band.
0: Excellent. I had the Epona ride with the Boston Dynamics style horses and the archery. That's awesome. Uh, I had the Mount Doom climb, basically. And then I had the the uh, interactive ocarinas.
3: On my my end, I had the Temple of Time, uh, the Long Long Ranch, and the Water Temple.
0: Excellent. So those are your items to choose from. We're going to start off with the category of creative in third place, bronze. What do you want to give it to?
2: Bronze creativity. I'm going to say. Dang, this is overall. Wow. All right. I need I, let me think first and then second and then I can I, I can probably. While
0: you're thinking it through uh, as a quick side note, you're a musician, right? I am.
2: Uh, do you have a, a channel that you would like to plug throughout this? Uh, you should check out my, my music at Snubby J, wherever you listen, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, I'm on Spotify and all that now. I even have an Ocarina of Time medley from almost exactly a decade ago. It What? Was in 2011 in uh, January. So you should check that out on my YouTube channel. But I also am starting some virtual workshops uh, with bands and schools and all that so if you're a band student or you're a teacher or director and or know somebody then uh you can now uh i actually even have a little bit of a scholarship program set up so people can check out snubbyj.com for details on that
0: excellent now that i've I've taken your mind away from what you were thinking through very hard (laughs) what do you want to give as the bronze Bronze for creative.
2: Instinct is going to say the Darunia dance off because I think that. How? Think How? World that you're establishing is a place that would be fun to hang out. I think the nuances of what the thing is, I think it's very creative. It is creative daughter, too. So I will give you the bronze.
0: Creative in the sense of making something that isn't really a thing. I get it. Uh, let's move on to, s- <laughs> no, it is a thing now because it's won the bronze and creative, which brings us to the silver. What gets the silver for creative?
2: I'm going to say creative silver will be the death mountain climb. <laughs> and the reason for this is because <laughs> Spencer even muted himself for his laugh. The, I think it's so creative, impractical, unsafe. But the world, like I, I, with this creative category, I'm imagining the world we're establishing. And I think Pretty Dance and this Death Mountain Climb are absolutely capturing that. Uh, And I
3: I want to interrupt real quick. I want to make sure we we made clear that you, you don't have to give each of us an award, right? You can...
2: I'm I'm yeah. I'm clear about that, but oh, he's
0: awarding it to the ones that deserve it. Here, Brad, the
2: world that you've established in these regards, I can see those, and I'm I'm curious, I'm excited by those. Okay, uh-huh. but number one, and it, this happens to be spread out, Brad. I have to give you the Temple of Time only because you actually thought through the entire game that didn't even cross my mind as I was imagining this. I I forgot that that uh, Adult Link life is dark and scary, especially around Hyrule. So the fact that you would have that very polar opposite experience when you exit, I think it's kind of interesting to have a dark aspect to aspects to a theme park.
0: All right, there you have it. We're going to bring it to practical.
2: This is practical. What do you got for bronze?
1: Oliver's ready to sweep this category.
2: Uh, practical. I would say the Deku tree show gets the, uh, the bronze. So Spencer can get that one. the, I think just the improv and, the again, the world of that, it seems like that could be achievable, especially with the, the Talking Turtle-style, Crush-style uh, interaction. For Silver, I'm going to say the Ocarina Attraction. I'm spreading this out again. All right, so then Ocarina Attraction, if you, if you go the route of just the electronic thing. Again, I had that vision, kind of like the wands interacting around the thing. Yeah. I think that'd be super cool. I think that'd be super dope. So, which means that gold is going. Gold is going to Llama Ranch because that uh, animal petting zoo petting and zoo all is the features. Practical. Again, <laughs> super, super fun, super easy, and hopefully humane and um, and good in that regard.
0: Now, I'm not the great Karnak, but I'm having a feeling I know how fan favorite's gonna go. So, for
2: fan favorite, what do you got for bronze? F- fan favorite. Impractical, but I really like the ingenuity of the Impona horse ride. I think that's actually pretty cool that you could uh, do that whole experience with all those features in 20 or 30 years. Right, right. It's an expansion down the line. Some changes, again, to the, the overall thing, but I would give it that. I... <sighs> Oh, your gut wants to say something. Just say it and be proud. Silver, I'm going to say the Hyrule Coaster. I think there needs to be some kind of ultimate experience. I don't think you have all the details locked in there. I think you need to be able to hit all the different places. All the sages need to be there. Some experience with, like, the Triforce, and then defeating Ganon at the end, Ganondorf, what have you. That would be my silver. I I would say that. Which brings us to gold. To gold. I... I want to say the gold is the Long Lawn Ranch again because it's just integral to like the story like a place to hang out it's so sweet and it's got all the features that you could dive into I think the Water Temple is not quite there but Brad you get you get my gold for just overall specific with the Long Lawn Ranch (laughs)
0: like Brad sweeps the week would you look at that that's a that's a heck of a score booster for Brad Uh, Kent, thank you so much for being here and joining us for Theoretical Thrills. If you've enjoyed the uh, podcast that you've listened to, feel free to like, click and subscribe or comment. We'll reply back. On behalf of all of us here at Theoretical Thrills, I've been Oliver. I'm
1: Brad. And I'm Spencer.
0: Have a great week. Bye. Did you enjoy the episode you just watched? Feel free to like, subscribe and share. And if you have an interpretation of an idea based on the theme of the week, feel free to tag us on social media with hashtag Theoretical Thrills, and we may feature your ride at attraction on the show.
1: Theoretical Thrills. The theory of the thrill.